When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. On the fan, gonna hit you with the top stories. We dropped the crown on you. BT and Sal, Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata. By the way, Joe Douglas gonna step up to the mic in a little bit. We will get to that here. React to what he says, like we did with Joe Shane yesterday for G Men. But the crown is, and it, it hurts to say this, but I have to acknowledge it until it finally goes away. I mean, the Jets are the biggest joke in all the sports. That's it. <laughs> I mean, and I give them credit. They're they're morphing. Like, they, they're owning that on a bigger stage than I thought possible. Like, it's one thing to be the biggest joke in New York. I mean, that's quite a sizable trophy. Yeah. But to become the biggest joke in all the sports, which they feel like they are, it, and it feels terminal, and it's just driving me nuts. And, yes, I'll be ready for the season. And, yes, I hope that they have a good draft. And, yes, I'm pumped up about the prospects of a good offseason. But all I'm trying to do, Sal is watch Soto get used to his new uniform and see how Pete Alonso deals with the contract pressure and make sure the Yanks and the Mets get to the season fairly healthy outside of Sanga. You know, watch the Knicks, hope they get healthy, hope St. John's goes on a run. And I wake up, you know, this morning, pissed off from the residue of, of the Hardman comments about the Jets. That took a blowtorch to the franchise. You know, Deion, uh, I keep saying, Deion Dawkins, mm-hmm. yeah, him the other day, it's like, I, we just, I, if, if we could just hide for two months, I'd be fine with that and literally not hear the word Jets for two months. The pro- I can't take it. The problem is Mecole Hardman confirmed what I have felt about the Jets, and I think a lot of us have felt about the Jets as far as Robert Sala not being a good head coach, Jets not being a winning organization. I mean, the, the results are what they are. However, you do still have Aaron Rodgers. And while it may seem bleak, while it is frustrating, same old Jets, all that stuff, you know, 13 years, no playoffs, we still haven't seen. Now, it doesn't mean that what they're doing running it back is the right move because I made it clear I would have hired a new head coach. But they still have Aaron Rodgers. And we have yet to see Aaron Rodgers take the field as a Jet for a complete game, for a complete quarter, for a complete series. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it yet. So I still believe that if anybody can take all this talk, and Rodgers gotten ripped himself during the course of the year, oh, he's not coming back. Oh, he's this, he's that. He goes in the darkness retreat. All that nonsense that he's got to deal with. I know that Rodgers is an ultimate competitor and a guy who I would take to go against everybody else and say, oh, yeah, you want to back us in a corner? You want to say that we suck and LOL Jets and you hate all of us? We're going to show you. And at least you have the hope that Aaron Rodgers can be that guy because at his best, he is that guy. He'll shut a lot of yapping mouths up. Excuse me. It sounds good, and and I'm going to latch on to that because, quite frankly, there's nothing else to latch on to, but it's just a flimsy... It's a flimsy thing to really – how much weight is that going to hold? I mean, the injury that he had – Well, you say they're the worst organization in, in or whatever. the biggest joke in sports right yeah, now. But, who's, but, big, who's the bigger joke? I mean, I'm sure you could find a lot of Who? them. You want to say here in I'm New York? I'm legitimately asking the question, what team is a bigger joke right now? It whose seems... quarterback is old, might be cooked. Yeah, but he's still one of the greats ever. Uh, I understand that. But is it Joe Namath with cooked. the Rams? I, I mean, mean look, what do we have here? Put it, put it this way. If Zach Wilson was the quarterback – there would be no disagreement. The owner's starting to step back into the political sphere, yeah. which is certainly is right. I don't begrudge him for that. But how distracted is he? 
I mean, players that were here just say it's a joke. I don't believe in the coach. The GM's been a disaster. I'd, what? Why? At least you have Rodgers. That's it. Yeah, I know that, but I don't really know what that means. Well, the question is, is he – there is still – a chance that he's so good he could overcome the ineptitude of the owner, general manager, head coach. Hey, now, I, okay, okay, handicap that. Give me a percentage, that, and I hope that you're right. At least there's a chance. Give me a percentage. And I think that there's a chance that you're right, but give me a realistic percentage that Rodgers is I'm going to put it at 50. Talent. Okay, um, half, half 50-50. Yeah, I mean, you want me to, I, that he's still good enough to elevate all the other stuff around him. 52%. All right, I'll so give you, I'll give than, you, yeah. I'll take I'm not going to go as high as 60. I'm in, sold. <laughs> you got me. I mean, the, the <laughs> sold point, to the desperate the man is, down to the front, wear the yeah, Jets jersey. At least you have, like, there would be zero hope. Now, maybe Salah and Douglas would be fired if Rodgers weren't here. Yes. But he is here. And I know if he weren't here, there would be zero hope, at least with him. And only because of who he is, not just because of what he's done. Because of who he is. I, if you take this personally as a Jet fan, I know Jet fans are taking this personally, as you should. That's your team being disrespected by everybody. Rodgers is the one who will not tolerate it, and he's the one who could actually do something about it on the field, assuming he gets on the field and stays on the field. I, I don't think that I've ever hoped that my partner was more right than he is hmm. right now, honestly. I know I, I know where, where I was rooting with the Yamamoto yeah, stuff and the Soto say, stuff and everything else that we yell King at each Cohen. other about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 877-337-6666. Sound on the fan. Joe Douglas is speaking uh, at the Combine there, so we'll get his thoughts like we did with Shane. We'll actually play it for you. Uh, before we get to these calls, we're inside of our Town Fair Tire studio. Our friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name-brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, I'll be getting Neil in Garden City. I think he wants to defend the head coach. Neil, BT and Sal, what's going on? BT, I met you in Dallas. I don't know if you remember, I talked to your uh, sister and I was there with my wife, the 55-year Jet fan. Well, my sister was I, my sister wasn't there, but I re, I remember the conversation. Oh, no, yeah, was you? Uh, who's the ones that live in Dallas? The, my in-laws are from Dallas. Oh, my sister-in-law. I, I got. I, that's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Your sister-in-law was at the tailgate. At the we tailgate at the before tailgate. the Cowboys. Yep, I got you. I, I met a lot of people that weekend, but I do remember you. I got you. I had the straw hat on with the sunglasses. I'm like a maniac. Anyway, uh, Sal, let me tell you something. Um, uh, let me give you the salad scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. First off, you mentioned Adam Gase, okay? Adam Gase was hired as an offensive-minded coach, and in 2019, we were 31st in offense, 18, 20, uh, 23rd, and, and 32nd when he was our coach. We brought Salah in to be a, de- as a defensive-minded coach. Would you agree, Sal? No, I would hope that they brought him in to be a head coach. I mean, he was I, a defensive. I def- get it, but his, everybody has one side of the ball, Sal, that they're good on. Would you agree that he's a defensive-minded coach? Yeah, of course. Okay. Our defense has been top five two years in a row. When he took over, it was 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Would you also agree, BT, that the team did not quit on Salah in the last six games of the year, being they won three three games? Would you agree with that? Uh, do I mean they collapsed two years in a row? I mean that's it's. I was going to say this. That's two years in a row. I mean, and two years ago they didn't even score a touchdown seemingly for five weeks, dude. Yeah, but yeah, BT did they not? Did they not win? Go two and one with Simeon, which is one of the worst quarterbacks yeah. in the league. Did they or did they not? Uh, they did. I mean that's true. Down the stretch, did you see any evidence that the team quit on Salah? Yes. yes, I did. 
And I actually what, tweeted. I remember. Miami what, game? I, 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 I'd have to go back. I'm forgetting the game. Oh, what game was it? God, I actually took a picture from my TV where Sauce and I love Sauce. Chargers, Raiders. No, it was after the Chargers. No, no, uh, it wasn't. Definitely wasn't Chiefs. They played Miami. Money, money, was lost. a Black Friday mm, game? No, it wasn't that game. Atlanta. What, what, no, no, no. Whatever game it was, maybe it wasn't prime time, but it was a game Stop. late where Sauce had. He, he could have hit somebody at the pylon. Ooh, yeah. And I tweeted that, and I have a freeze frame, and he basically checked out of a tackle. Yeah, I, I remember that. Okay. Look, I think it may have been the Browns game, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I mean, that was the game that got behind in late. And they quit. So, all right, and listen, deep, I'm not saying what I'm saying in general. The team, the the, the locker room is stuck together. Now, let me ask it you has? this, I, I don't see that, Neil. Sal, let I me don't. ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. We have, see, what nobody's understanding is we just didn't have crappy quarterback play. We have historically bad quarterback play. Yeah, I, all right. That's we, all, the, we all know that. So what's your point? Okay, so my question to you is, how do you expect a team to win and beat? We won seven games with the worst quarterback play in the league. Now, let me ask you, everybody wanted Rabel. What was Rabel's record? And he's been in the – come on. Oh, You're going to compare stop. it to, to oh, Robert Sala? Stop, stop, he, stop, hey, stop, Neil, stop, stop. if stop. you like Robert Sala, come good on. for you. Yeah, that's fine, good but for come you. on. But I am not, all I'm asking you a question is when you do not have good quarterback play – he you went Robert Mike Rabel went to the postseason multiple times with Ryan. He beat Tom Brady. I mean, my God, come on. It's not even comparable. The, the Titans have been in the postseason a lot of times without even throwing the football. Ryan Tannehill can't do it. Matter of fact, they won a postseason game. I forget. They played the Chiefs, but I think the year before or the game before that, they won a game where Tannehill threw like Oh, maybe, a couple of passes. Yeah, yeah. Under yes. twelve. I think yes. he had under twelve, maybe twelve attempts. Yeah. But like he was six of twelve or eight of something like ridiculous like that. Like, but you Vrabel found out a way to win with Ryan Tannehill yes, he as his quarterback yep. in the postseason. And by the way, he had one losing uh, well, the last two got off the rails. Nine mm-hmm. and seven, nine and seven, eleven and five, twelve and five. I mean, you're talking about twenty three, twenty three, and you talk about thirty two wins in a three what game were the first season. two years. Nine and seven, nine and seven, then eleven wins, then twelve yeah, wins. And what all was with Ryan Sala? Tannehill. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's dude. not even close. Now, listen, I will say to, to his point, if Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback last year, the Jets win an extra game or two. But And by the way, it's not just about that. Correct. This is not just about the quarterback. If it were, you could identify it and say, you know what? I think he's a good head coach that got screwed over. Like I was saying, actually, for years about Todd Bowles. My argument was Bowles, he never had a quarterback. When he had Fitzpatrick, he won 10 games, ten to games. your point. Yep. After that, they gave him Sam Donald. They couldn't win anything. Mm-hmm. And now look at what Bowles has done with Baker Mayfield. I'm not seeing that with Robert Sala. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Could they have won more games? Maybe if they had Aaron Rodgers, I would hope they would have won more games. Sala still ain't it. If you can't see that, I don't know what you're watching. This might, this might be unfair, but I... I feel this way. Bring Vrabel and Sala into it. Mike Vrabel, to me, feels like a principal. Robert Sala feels like a substitute teacher. I think it's a good analogy. Just You have that feel where you know you're not going to mess around with Vrabel. Oh, he's a lunatic. I love it. And Sala, it's like he wants to be your buddy. Doesn't seem like there's many rules with the Jets. Really doesn't. And Michael Hardman, who was on the Jets, said basically the same thing. That's true. 877 337 Let me get uh, – how about John in Newton, New Jersey? What's going on, John? How you doing today? What's up, guys? Hey, John. Um, listen, 
my perspective, okay, I've been a Jets fan for 40 years, okay? The Jets are the Jets are the rich dork that got played by the hot girl because she wants to get into the party, okay? Mm, okay. And the the party isn't playing for the Jets. The party for Aaron Rodgers is to rehab his image in the largest media market in the world, New York City, okay? And, you know, if you all remember, his his, uh, image in Green Bay was terrible. Everybody knew it. And, you know, he's going to use New York to rehab his image to get a booth job like his friend Tony Romo and his friend Tom Brady and, and Troy Aikman. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what other franchise would hand over the keys to a player like the Jets? Well, that's one of the biggest not, losers. Not that's one. what I'm saying. That's, he saw the writing on the wall a long time ago. The money train that he's been on for the last 20 years is coming into the station. He's coming to a screeching halt. He's got to have a plan B, and plan B for him is a booth job. And that's why he needs to rehab his I mean, you make it seem like he's destitute, John. He's probably got $150 million in the bank with investments in what he's made. Uh, I mean, come on, dude. He's not married. You can say the same about Tom Brady. When is enough enough? When is enough winning? When is enough money enough? Some of these guys are just... Rodgers did not come here for a boob job. Came here to win a Super Bowl. I mean, he he's a competitive honestly, boob or booth. You, what, didn't you say, I thought he said booth. Think, did you say boob? Yeah, because didn't this guy say that? Booth. Wait, did you booth. say boob booth. or booth? Booth. booth. That's what I thought. I no. thought he was talking about the hot girlfriend. And <laughs> yeah, boob yeah he was, but yeah, yeah I got you. Oh no, as, no, uh, booth. Like oh. as in the commentator, yeah. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers did not come here for My a bad. boob job. I hope not. Oh, I, I thought mean, he said hot. He heard screwed. the same thing I did. I thought you were making a girlfriend analogy, saying that Rodgers came here as a get him some ass implants and some calf implants while we're at it. He didn't come here. He didn't come here for a boob or booth job. That's that. Oops. That's hysterical. But what's he talking about girls for? it? Anyway, the girl, the girl I got analogy, the analogy, but then he kind of abruptly the shifted there. Couldn't and, get yeah, the hot yeah it, wasn't a, it wasn't a bad analogy, actually. I, I, I don't completely agree, but I, I get where he was going. I was half paying attention. Oh, clearly, right? God. Ah, did you think he said boob or booth? Yeah, I definitely thought I heard the uh, boob thing. You did? Yeah. Me and Dove, Dove like as, as an analogy, what do you think, Dove? Dove, what do you think? I, I thought booth. He thought should, we should dump it. Oh, did you dump, dump it? it? No. No, oh. I was discussing it. And oh. after hearing... Uh, Why, you can't say boob job Jeez. on the radio? What was this, wow, 1933? Oh. I, it didn't mean anything by it. I In world news said. today. Think, yeah. think, 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 Yeah. Oh, I thought he was using Oof. the analogy, obviously not literally with Aaron Rodgers, but anyway... With all the penis references that yeah. you hear on the morning show with, a, with Al? Are yeah. you kidding me? The Rodgers is a competitor. There are certain guys that I would agree with that came here for other reasons. That, to me, is not the case. Rodgers' time has run out in Green Bay on their doing, not his. He would have stayed there and tried to win. He had no, really no other choice but took on the task of coming to the Jets of all teams, New York, and embraced it better than any athlete that I've seen outside of Mark Messier. So he wants to win here. This is on him. If the Jets fail next year, it's going to be on Aaron Rodgers. It's on his resume. Yeah. His name is front and center. He is the face of this organization, whether you think it's Salah or Douglas or what he No, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's got to wear this. So I think he cares about winning, not the booth or anything else. Uh, Robert, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, you know, eventually will become footnotes unless they win a championship in in New York Jet history, like Idzik, like McCagnan, right. just quick reference points, like all the quarterbacks that didn't work out, like all the other names that just succumbed to uh, the seemingly horrendous terminal losing fate of of every other Jet employee, but the name that's going to jump out the most is Aaron Rodgers. To Sal's point, and you can love Rodgers, you can hate Rodgers, 
But understand this. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is a man of competitive fiber uh, and substance on the football field. And and this man did not come here just to to jack up his future value. He does want to win. And I think, and if you don't believe that, then I just don't think you ever played anything competitively, right. or just don't allow. Um, but certain just don't guys, want to give him any level of credit. Certain guys, you know, don't care about the competitive nature of it. They come here to cash a check. Oh, it's New York. Like Le'Veon Bell. I don't well, think Le'Veon yeah, right. Bell was incredibly locked in. No, Rogers wants to win. One hundred percent. There's no doubt. Uh, let me get Tommy. Uh, pardon me. Let me get. Uh, hold on. Let me get Bev in Valley Stream. What's going on, Bev? How are you? How you guys doing? Um. I'm just. Oh, we we got we got a little something going on here. Hold on one second. I'm sorry, Bev. Tommy, uh, uh, put Tom on on hold there. That's my mistake. (laughs) What's going on? I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. Put Bev on hold. (laughs) Both on hold. Yeah, they're both on hold. Now now let me get Bev. Bev's in Valley Stream. God, (laughs) trying to help you out. We have five people. (laughs) Lines were blinking like a casino. What's up, Uh, Bev? Am I good? Yes. How you guys doing? We're good. Yeah, I'm just I'm just sick and tired of hearing these clowns blaming Rodgers for last year. I yeah. just I just don't get it's it's not it's not Randall Cobb. Him bringing in Randall Cobb is not the reason we lost. We lost because our GM, who was the supposed O line guru in Philly, refused to upgrade the O line, refused to upgrade the backup quarterback. Like I, I just don't get it. Yeah, well, I think you know the point, and and I think I'm fairly. In agreement. Thanks for the call there, Bev. Okay. But um, I thought we had a little issue with the phone again. I thought. I think the criticism here of Rodgers, while I think it's been hijacked to a level that's unfair and and, and really not commensurate with what he's actually done wrong, if anything, except get hurt, which you can't control. uh, I think the anger is that in allowing Rodgers' influence, I'll use the word, or say, or direction in some of their personnel moves last year, those roster spots and that money could have been better served by players that maybe could have elevated the Jets to an extra win or two, which even without Rodgers, and maybe squeezed out a wild card game. You know, like that's... You know what's weird? That's the knock. It feels like... I mean, who was the one guy that we talked about all year long last year? Aaron Rodgers. Like, we talked about him all year long. It feels like we've had a season (laughs) with Rodgers in New York. But the reality is we haven't. He had four snaps. We had a reality season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, think about that. It, but it doesn't it feel like we've seen... We haven't. Mm. Uh, uh, look, I'm curious to see what he could do. I still believe in Aaron Rodgers as a too. player. I now, do I too. think that there are going to be limitations because of the head coach and because of the rest of the roster. But I do believe with Aaron Rodgers, it's not going to be as bad as it may seem right now for the Jets. I'm with you, but that's not good enough. Because right now it seems hopeless. Yep. So two levels above hopeless is what? Decent? No, I, I wasn't expecting decent, you know, like a decent team. I, I, I had big visions here, Sal. Yeah, I get I had it. grand plans. I was booking the parade already. I was in the middle of Arizona on a float. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> when this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Bam, bam, bam. All right, BT and Sound on The Fan here. Joe Douglas getting ready to face those questions coming up in a few minutes. And we will obviously be all over that. 
Uh, BT and Sal here, of course, on the fan. 877-337-6660 number. The 6666 is the number. Uh, the studio today looks a little different. And no, it's not finally clean. What the... Uh... Okay, you know what? I'm going to save that. Looks like we have Joe Douglas Ooh. live. Okay. Let's go. Lakin, as a person, competitor, player, um, ultimately is what we felt was in the best interest of our team financially. And what, uh, how much pressure does that put on you? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the pressure is inherent um, every day. So um, I, think we, I think we're in a really good situation because um, particularly of uh, – the flexibility that AVT provides us, you know, we don't have any um, any decision on uh, exactly where he's going to line up, but his ability to play four different spots and play four different spots well uh, gives us a lot of flexibility moving forward. Our, our, our uh, roster building, our line building, um, you know, but the one thing we're going to do this year, um, we're not going to move AVT around. He's, we're going to we're going to have a spot for him and, and leave him there for the season. ABT's in a great place. Yeah, his uh, he, his his rehab's going outstanding. He's in a great place. Yeah, it's a lot of pieces, but at the same time, we just had some unbelievable meetings with our coaching staff, um, mm. free agent meetings, and so yay, we feel unbelievable like, meetings, um, particularly. <laughs> And look, there's three different avenues that we can do this, right? Trade, trade, free agency, and draft. And so um, going through where we are, the ability, going through the meetings that we just went through, uh, the flexibility, AVT, I feel like there's some, some guys that can come in and be the right type of fit for us um, in terms of the intelligence, um, reliability. There's, there's some good candidates out there that can, that can come in and help us. No, that's a bridge we're going to cross after the draft. Uh, so those those conversations are, are going to you know pick up as we get going here. Um, this is a big week, just to have a lot of different uh, discussions with a lot of different agents. So um, you know, obviously Bryce is an outstanding player, and you know he he definitely deserves this opportunity to see where he is in, in the in the open market. By the way, that's Joe Douglas, Jets GM, uh, out of in Indianapolis. Right now is not the not the tag, not the franchise tag, Bryce. Um, I, I, there's going to be productive conversations. You know, I've I've uh, I've had good conversations with Patrick um, recently. So, yeah, look, not not to get into any specifics on what uh, McCole said. I, I'll just say, look, we McCole, um, we're excited to sign McCole. He's excited to obviously join our team um, in a situation that really Xavier Gibson really came on for us this year, and um, he did an outstanding job for us. So um, ultimately made a decision to, to move on from McCole. Um, but, uh, you know, um, our process of adding McCole, he, he was excited to be here, and um, it just – it just didn't work out, and a lot of a lot of that has to do with Xavier. Well, I mean, how about you refute what he said? <laughs> Come on. Come on, Joe. Uh, look, those are, I'll just say those are comments that definitely resonated with us. That's it? 
Yeah, we've done a whole show on the comments. Yeah. They resonated with us, too. <laughs> Jeez, Joe. Come on, man. Can I do this for him? Please. Yeah, look, Rex is outstanding. Um, Rex, what the know, hell's going just, on? The discussion Rex. with him is that uh, there, there's going to be opportunities for him uh, moving forward to explore Oh, not Rex Ryan. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wound up here. I don't and know. I'm going to do everything I can to help him um, reach those opportunities. That's different. Okay. Um, Chad, um, Chad had a very unique opportunity um, to go back with uh, to go with Joe Hortiz, who we all worked, all three of us started together in Baltimore. And opportunity for him to go and be the assistant general manager um, with LA uh, it, it is a unique and, and great opportunity for him. And um, hate to lose him, but we also have a, a lot of good talent evaluators and scouts, uh, and it's a great opportunity um, for 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 them moving forward. And uh, again, we've had we've had a good round of draft meetings, good good free agency meetings, and so. Guys have certainly had to, to step up, and you know one thing in my time coming up in Baltimore, you always want to develop from within. So, um, you know, if guys get opportunities, you want to be able to have the have the groom the right people um, within the building instead of having to go outside the building. And we have a lot of good people in our building. Well, yeah, certainly uh, less than ideal to lose uh, two guys like that. But again, I go back to to the guys that we do have, you know, and the experience that we do have. You know, guys like Phil Savage has been around, um, been around a long time since the uh, the original Cleveland days, and uh, his experience, former general manager John Carr, a director of college scouting, um, Jay Mandelizzi, John. Steve, this is horrendous. This is such uh, a waste uh, of time. We have we have an unbelievable. Unbelievable group of college guys. But I got to keep, I, I need to hear there's some different, I got to hear so, something, some more um, substance. They really stepped up. Like they substance. Like, come on. Who cares about Phil Savage? If he's so good, draft a good offensive lineman. I, what he's, I, I, I mirror the, the frustration um, that, that, that Woody has and Woody and I uh, talk every day, just about every day. And so, um, you know, we're certainly on the same page. And again, um, I like the position we're in. You know, why? The, um, there's a lot of time coming back to about? that. More to it. We know exactly what we have to do moving forward. I like it. Um, this is nonsense, man. The pressure is always. I'm getting. I'm getting angry. Job. Whenever you walk in, every day. I um, like the position we're I in. I can tell you that we're not stressed. We're. You should we're, be. Um, we're prepared. We're prepared. Oh, God, dude. To, I, don't, uh, I don't know if I can listen to this here. I'm dead serious. Hoff, you tell me. Moving forward. Can we keep so, this drivel on? Um, and that, that, a lot of that has to do with the meetings that we had after <sighs> the last time I talked to you guys. Um, and feel, I feel really good about all of us, the personnel staff and coaching staff, analytics, everybody yeah. being on the same page. Um, we haven't won enough. I mean, that's that's obvious. Uh, but weirdly enough, I, I feel like the culture is in a really good place with the people that we have. Uh, we just have to go out and do it. It's time to win. Everybody knows it, so it's time to put our heads down, work, and win games. Joe, what's the, what's the plan at uh, There you go. What's the plan at backup quarterback was the question right there, if you can couldn't hear it. Good question. 
Yeah, that, that's part of the discussions that we've had, and um, you know, it's an area that we're going to be addressing moving forward. So, oh, finally. Uh, again, and we're still really early in the offseason, especially when it comes to the veteran backup uh, landscape and market. You know, we've had good good meetings, good evaluations with the guys that are available, and um, I think I think we're ready to take the next step and see what, see where see where the the market mm. is exactly with these yeah, uh, is... backup quarterbacks. Yeah, well, we do have coaches here. Um, you know, Tony Dews is here right now, um, and he's going to be at the running back workout. So, and we have more coaches coming uh, for the workouts. And um, I guess you could label this as breaking news. So we had uh, me and Robert. You know, we talk all the time, and so um, had had a good discussion recently. Um, and there's some there's some good meetings coming up, some good opportunities uh, coming up. So he's gonna he's gonna be here Saturday. Um, so uh, he'll be here Saturday, Sunday. So, um, but that's breaking news that your head coach is going to the combine. We had, and he thought what? We both thought it was a good, good opportunity to to, to meet with some yeah. people and uh, mm. kind of explore that landscape that I was talking about. This is not good, dude. Um, well, ha- I've had good conversation with his agent, Brian Ariel. Um, Who's he talking we, about here? Where we are I don't exactly? Even know. We, we've given we've given them permission. Um, to talk to other teams about it. I think Zach. Um, I think oh, Zach. I'll go back with Brian at some point. I think. Um, either this week or next week. I thought I heard Zach. see how those conversations go. Um, but um, other than that, there's there's nothing else to report. No, it was just a good conversation we had the other day. And uh, there's uh, after we had a couple meetings lined up and a couple uh, – Interesting situations could present themselves, so um, decided to, to come out for for a couple of days. Something about Woody there, and Robert getting more involved in the offense. Sala, obviously. Okay. Well, I mean, Robert's Robert's involved in all three phases. No, he's not. So, um, no, he's not. Not involved in the specifics offense. of that. I mean, that's probably more. He the sits there in hard knocks and says, "Ooh, what a throw!" He's very active in all three phases. No, he's not. Managing not those three phases. He's not. Well, if he is, then it's a problem. Yeah. Respect has to be earned, and has to be taken. And so, um, I, there's really nothing to say, you know. There's no, there's, there's, there's no words are meaningless. Well done's better than well said, and so um, we have to, we obviously have to earn, earn people's respect. Is that maybe about Dawkins and Hardman together? Maybe that's not a bad answer. I'm okay with that. That's a good answer. He's right. I, we can't hear what the questions um, are though. Aaron's an unbelievable addition to this this team, uh, off the field. Um, we all know what he can do on the field, but off the field, and so. Um, we texted um, a little bit since since he left the building, but um, no, I can't wait to, to have him back here um, because he, he he makes such a large impact with our with our group and our guys, and so um, you know we're gonna we're gonna have some some more conversations here shortly. Thank God. Yeah, last one. Um, you know, Rob, there's been. This time of year, where a lot of changes happen, and so what happened? Up, oh, I think it just out. dropped um, off there. Oh, but, here we go. Um, again, we feel we feel good about our group moving forward, and uh, 
you know, I know Robert has a good plan for his staff. And, <laughs> oh, God um, almighty, help us. You feel confident that that position is going to be I don't feel really confident about anything at this point. Actually, okay. oh, we done God. mercifully. Are we so done, one, one thing real quick that I did want to clear up because I saw Brian Costello tweet about this. Yeah. Uh, Douglas was talking about whether the league or whether the Jets would ask the league to investigate on the Chiefs tampering with Hardman. That is where his response was. Those are comment, uh, comments that definitely resonated with us. Oh, so not even about him Correct. saying the stuff about the team. Good catch there. Right. Okay, because we were trying to guess. Well, I yeah, mean, because you get any other questions. So. I, no, no, 100%. I, I, that was, that was, I mean, that was just pathetic. I mean, he, the first thing that he was talking about the offensive line. Just listen to Jets this probably, contradiction. Jets, Jets are, sorry, BT. Jets it's are probably okay. going to get something here for tampering because he did. And I don't know what that exactly is going to be. He but said, Hard- "Come get me." Oh, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They'll get a, yeah. the ninth round. Well, the, the, I the, mean, a round pick that doesn't even exist. Big damn deal. There was there was definitely tampering that took place. Yeah, I hear you, and you, you're probably right. They'll get something. I don't care about that right now. He talked about the offensive line. And he said, we're in a really good situation. And he pointed, listen to this inconsistency. And I, I, I made sure I heard this twice before I even wrote it down. He said, AVT provides great flexibility. Okay. But then he also said several times, but we're going to put him at one spot. Well, which one is it? Yeah. If he's at one spot, then the flexibility is immaterial. Number one, I thought he was very soft on the Hardman stuff. Come on, Joe, I, I know you don't have a lot of wins under your belt. It's tough to be aggressive when you haven't won anything, but you can still stand up. I thought a little more bite and a little more pushback and conviction. And defense, actually, and refuting of what Hardman said would have been nice. And then this is where, and I do like Joe as a, as a person, man. But when he said, I like the situation that we're in, mm. it's the worst situation of football. Encourage You have the worst coach. You have a quarterback who's 41 on one foot, and you have no offensive line. By the way, why wouldn't Salah already be at the combine? I don't, I don't know. Like, that's yeah. breaking news that he's going there? I don't, why is he going to swoop confused. in like Superman to save the combine? I don't know. How about you get there the day it starts? You were right. It was. They were Zach Wilson. They were talking about as far as the agent goes. Costello, again, I'm reading his tweets to yeah. piece together the stuff. Uh, Zach Wilson's agent has been given permission to seek a trade. Yeah, great. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> you know, good, wow, luck. Yeah. good luck finding I that. Yeah. I mean, we obviously want to react to this more. Get a and break, then he said, I don't know if we missed this or I just didn't hear it. Uh, he did say that the team is unlikely to use the franchise tag on Bryce Huff. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I think with the extra money, although somebody might come recklessly, Huff could be a goner. If he is, that's going to be rough. Um, listen, I, I understand that even if Joe Douglas came out and smashed it out of the park for like what I needed to hear, what you needed to hear, what we wanted to hear, it doesn't mean he's going to put the right name on the draft placard and get the right guy in a month or so or sign the right free agent, but... Just the optics, the 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 audible optics of that. It it just seemed leaderless. It seemed the rudderless. It seemed soft. It just seemed soft. And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots. 17-14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sal back on The Fan. I mean, further digesting this this press conference or the, the gathering with that uh, Joe Douglas just had out there in Indianapolis in advance of the Combine, I you know, I, I don't know how 
anybody can hear that and 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 go under an ounce of confidence or positivity. It was confusion. It, it was it was all over the map. And I think what really two things jump out. I want to contrast the Giants and the Jets in a moment, but I don't understand. Like I'm going to put myself in Joe Douglas's shoes, and again. I know at this point you've got no juice, so you can't go out there with your chest puffed out, overly confident, like, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a great. No, your team's not winning, so I understand you're going to retreat with certain things, but nobody cares about the tampering. I'm sorry. You're not going to get a first-round pick from Nicole Hartman. You're going to get a seventh-round pick or a future consideration or the Chiefs will be docked $150,000. Nothing tangible is coming the Jets' way. So I don't understand why the focus was on that. What Joe Douglas should have done was use that question and pivot to an aggressive defense of the culture of the New York Jets. You know, think about it, BT. We've had, we heard yesterday from Joe Shane, and today we hear from Joe Douglas. And Joe Douglas sounded like, and I don't know the exact circumstances where he's at, how many media members are around, but he gave nothing. There was no energy. It seemed like a beaten man. He had something to respond to saying that ah, Miko Harmon, who could take what he says seriously, he didn't do his job when he was here. Like, there's no need to take the high road when the other person went way low and you've got to defend yourself. At certain points, I understand why you want to ignore things and take the high road. This was not one of those. Joe Douglas needed to stand up for his team. You got to go down with a fight because you're going down. I got news for Joe Douglas. You're going down. It Whether it's at the end of this year or following that, like, you're going down. You will not have enough success here to remain. Unfortunately, you've had enough time. You failed. So you're on your last leg. I don't know. If it were me, mm. I'd go down swinging. Yep. And I thought he came across as pathetic. I used yeah. the word soft before. Yeah. It was just a, a soft defense, a soft portrayal of the entire organization. And if Woody doesn't speak, you know, then Joe Douglas is literally the mouthpiece for the franchise. He's the one who sets the tone in terms of what they do from a personnel point of view and what is said about the team. Robert Sala as well, but today's a day about like the inner workings and the, the direction and the structure, all the things that you want to hear, you know, at least uh, an ounce of defiance. I mean, can you give me an ounce of scrappiness? Can you throw us a bone? I know you're not going to win the Super Bowl today, but you don't have to get railroaded. He, he's also been a guy who in the past has shown a better personality. I know. He, he, that, well, that's what I mean. I feel like he's just beaten down. He is. And maybe knows that, you know. Well, he, also well, he doesn't knows have that, a leg to stand on it because well, he's accomplished nothing in terms yeah. of tangible wins. Bingo. I understand that. Bingo. So he, What's I, he going to say? And it's a delicate, yeah. I mean, it's like, imagine if, if we had, like, the worst ratings in radio yeah, and we're well. sitting here saying we're the best. Right. No, I mean, if you have horrendous radio ra- ratings in radio, you're, you're not doing a good job. Right. You're going to lose your job. That's the unfortunate reality of it. Same with football. So I get it. You're not, you can't be too brazen there, but you can still rally up the fan base and step up and project some... Some hope. It just seemed it seemed rudderless. That's how I describe it. Let's go to our buddy Limo Driver Ed. He's a big fan of the show. He's in Pennsylvania. What's up, Eddie? Hey, BT man. I heard you talking. What were you up in uh, Allentown working? You said your first job. Yesterday? Yeah, my, yeah. My first job was in Allentown. Correct. Yes. Uh, I'm right here, brother. I'm right hey. here in Houston, man. All I'm right. People, I'm actually, my office, the limo company I work for, J and J. We up in Allentown. Nice. The old hood. Yeah, had a good time. Only eight yeah, nine brother. months, but it was cool. <laughs> I hate you, brother. I hate you. But listen, um, you know, I'm a Jets fan, long time, man. You know, uh, season ticket holds. I still got my tickets. You know, I still drive and make that run all the way down, you know, do my tailgate. But, you know, listen, I understand with David, you know, and Tyler and all that. But, you know, as players, we didn't do our job. You understand? 
Um, I mean, we had a defense. We lost games that we should have won. Um, we didn't have a quarterback in you, right? We, we should have, you know, whoever thought that Rodgers, when I was at that first game, man, and I tore my Achilles and I seen him go down, yeah. Everything, you know, it, it was like, man, everything just blew up in our face, you know. But I understand, you know, it's just that our players have to take ownership, you know. I mean, come on. Regardless of what, dude. I mean, I mean, if it was Rodgers back there, many times guys was wide open. And yeah, but Eddie, I, I, Eddie, can I let me throw this at you? I don't disagree. Yeah. I think too often, I do think Ed brings up a good point. Too often we bypass the players and almost yeah. absolve them of blame and go right to the GM, the coach, the owner. I do think that we're a little misguided with that. But today is not the day for the players to speak. Today literally is the day for the general manager to assess where they've been, where they're going, and he dropped the ball. It wasn't good. All right, well, hey, listen, next year, if Rodgers, everything, and, and we stay healthy, and yep. we can get it, I think we probably need a couple offensive linemen, a couple tackles. Now you think they only have you know, two so far. Can you play with two? Is that, does that, does that I don't know if those <laughs> no, numbers, I mean, that's well, all the they Jets, have. The Jets have been playing with none anyway for the last yeah, several well. years. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Is so, yeah. But, you know, listen, man, you know, I've been waiting, man, it's been 55 years, bro. Yep. You know, it's been 55 years, man, 56 years. Ugh. And uh, listen, man, we got to win, man. I mean, no. come on. You've been waiting got, a little bit longer, win, Ed, unfortunately. Hang, hang in there a little bro. bit longer. Thanks, Eddie. You got, you, you, if, if not the Super Bowl this year with Rodgers, and, you know, odds are it's probably not going to happen. You know, you know what I enjoyed this year? I think I told you this. And maybe we can win this. Can the Jets enter the Puppy Bowl? Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. I think there was one this morning on the Boomer and Geo show. Farmer's dog. I, I they were adorable. The I was, I was playing with them, of course. Yeah. I, I was watching the Puppy Bowl this year. It was pretty good. Maybe we could win that. I don't know. If not this Go year. play the Puppy Bowl. All kidding aside, if not this year. Obviously, it's not If they don't win it this year with Rodgers, oh, they're not dude. winning it with Rodgers. Okay? I, I, yeah. But, but then here's the hope. That you finally get the head coach-quarterback combo. And over the next four years. That, so, really a five-year window with two different possibilities. Sala <laughs> and Rodgers. Or the next combination. Because if you don't do it with the head coach quarterback, you never get, like, it's just not going to happen. And then that starts another three year window. Yeah. So Ed's talking that's about how you wind up on 55, 56 years. Yeah, there you go. To your point. He's talking about 55 years. Okay, well, next one's going to be 60 years. If it doesn't happen then, you're talking about another 65. Like, it's not all of a sudden going to happen. I know. I get it. I mean, the only thing, though, and I think this is just the reality. I was going to say it's a concern, but it, it's just the reality of it. Like, if Rodgers is healthy, they're not going – I mean, it, I, I won't put a limit on what they could achieve. I won't do that because I will be optimistic. And with that defense and some upgrades, and if Rodgers is upright and playing well, then I would think the Jets would have a chance with a softer schedule to to maybe, maybe do something special. I won't cap it off. But the flip side is this, and this, this compromises your plan, your idea. With Rodgers playing at a functional level, mm-hmm. even if they don't win a ton and win big – they're going to be competitive, which means they won't win two, three, four, five games, which means they won't be in the position to get right, the, the quarterback. Coach, quarterback. I know. Well, they could get the quarterback. Uh, they can get the head coach. I just don't know how you get the quarterback conventionally unless you stumble upon one at 11 or 12, which does happen, but the odds of that shrink. Right, so, and, and I guess my point was that if it's not this year with Rodgers, then it's at least three years out because no matter what, once Rodgers goes away, I mean, I'd like to push back on that, but it seems like... I'm giving you at least three years. It's 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 now or not for a while again. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, 877-337-6666. Only, only, I mean, it, you know, it's a special talent to inject this sort of angst in the... In, in the like, it's, it's the off season. 
We're not even supposed to be bothered by the Jets, you know? And it's late February, and we're pissed off. And legit, and we're either pissed off or a combination of anger and apathy, which is a weird place to be. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan. 